What's going on, people? We are back for another episode of the Cat Shack. Uh, lots to talk about today. Obviously, uh, we're going to quickly recap the Falcons game uh, from week one. And we'll talk a little Saints Monday night action as well towards the end. Oh, man. Well, let's just get real. Let's 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 be real for a minute here. Uh, going into this season, I mean, really, just just a few weeks ago, um, there was belief that okay, it's a winnable division. Okay, Panthers should pretty good defense. Okay, O line should be pretty solid. Okay, Bryce Young coming in, maybe we can compete and go to the playoffs to be a nine and eight kind of team and win this division. And it seems in the, in the in the span of less than a month, uh, all of those hopes have been seemingly dashed. Um, if anybody's paying attention to Panthers Twitter, I mean the negativity is just unbelievable. Um, it's incredible. It seems like we're accepting that the season has been lost already after just one loss to the Falcons, which was twenty four to ten. But I do think that it's fair to say that the score is not necessarily reflective uh, how that game was. I think for about 75, 80% of that game, it was uh, pretty competitive. I mean, we did have the lead at one point. To take a question that game, I mean, I'm looking here at the stats from our wide receivers. I'm going to run through this real quick. Thielen, two catches, 12 yards. Lavishka, two catches, 16 yards. Mingo, two catches, 17 yards. Marshall, two catches, 26 yards. Hurst was really the only one who showed up. Uh, to play, I mean, it, it's a real problem, guys. I mean, we knew that coming into this season that the receiving core was not very good, but, I mean, it is easily bottom three in the NFL. Easily. Easily. And I hear everybody on Twitter talking about, oh, we shouldn't trade for Hunter Renfro. We should. Are you joking? Are you kidding me? I mean, Renfro would walk into this team and – is he not on par with Mingo and Terrace Marshall and fucking Thielen? Are you telling me he might be better than all of them right now? And obviously we're not getting anything going down the field, and I'm sure a lot of that has to do with the play calling, so we're not doing Bryce any favors. But, I mean, if we're talking to somebody to just just get open real quick and, and hit some short routes, I mean, Renfro would be the number one guy on that list, if you're asking me. So I don't know what the Panthers fans on Twitter want. I mean, it seems like, I mean, anybody could become available and they'll say they don't want him. So I don't know what to tell you. The, the stats are the stats. Nobody was doing anything. Nobody was getting open. I mean, Marshall, we threw the ball downfield one time and Marshall stopped running and Bryce threw a beautiful ball that should have been completed if he didn't stop in his route. So really frustrating there. Um, but it's just, it's not even about just, What's that? What what the receiving core is going to mean for us this season? It, it's it's all about Bryce. I mean, we know that we traded everything to get Bryce. I mean, the ninth pick, our first next year, which is now, I mean, our first round pick next year is going to be a very good pick, and that's gone. DJ Moore gone, and and all for Bryce Young, which I like. I mean, I think that even though Bryce's stat line, uh, not not anything uh, super impressive, but. He looked boys back there at least. I mean, you give him some time and people get open. I think he's very capable of, of hitting guys where they need to be hit. Um, it's just a matter of helping them out, getting open, calling the right plays. I mean, at least attempting a couple balls downfield to keep those safeties honest. I mean, Jesse Bates is just sitting up there waiting for the ball across the middle. It was basically the same interception twice. 
So, I mean, it's just not good enough. And this receiving core is really, I don't want it to destroy Bryce Young's confidence and, and, and the trajectory of his career. I mean, people outside of, of the Panthers' world, at the end of this season, if things continue on this trajectory, they're just going to write off Bryce Young, think he's a bust. Because, I mean, it's almost impossible to succeed in this situation. And now we got Christensen out for the year. I mean, we're, things are not looking good if you're a Panthers fan right now. Um, only bright spots last week. I mean, Burns played phenomenal. He pretty much single-handedly carried our team in the first quarter slash first half. Uh, Derek Brown played well. JC out, though, the, the secondary is going to be a big problem. I mean, Dante coming off the Achilles, C.J. Henderson is arguably one of the worst players rostered at any position on any team in the National Football League. He is, I mean, he's embarrassing. He's terrible. I mean, I just, I don't even understand why he's still out there. If he wasn't the ninth pick in the draft a few years back, he'd probably be out of the league by now, if we're being honest. Um, so that's where we're at in terms of secondary. And, I mean, Luvu, Luvu, I love Luvu. He's a great player. I mean, last year I'd say he was one of the most underrated players in the entire league. But, I mean, man, that that little swing pass out to Bijan that they scored on first, I mean, one-on-one, one-on-one tackle. And he just totally blew it, and it led to a touchdown. I mean, those are the plays we're going to have to make, um, simple open field tackles on running backs off a swing pass with an elite linebacker. You got to make that play. Uh, this team does not have a big margin for error. You can't get, I mean, every point that the other team scores is crucial because this offense is not going to be good. This offense this season is not going to be good. Let's be honest. Okay. Let's just take a minute and accept that reality. The offense is going to be bottom five in the NFL this season. Okay. I think the defense can can rebound. I don't think the defense played awful. 24 points to the Falcons, I and mean, then we kept Ritter in check, which shouldn't be that difficult. Ritter is a total bum. Um, you know, I was I was actually in Atlanta for that game, and after the game, just getting shit shit talked by a bunch of fucking Falcons fans, telling me about how Ritter so much better than Bryce. My dude, yeah, just shows their total lack of 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 knowledge and just their complete ignorance that Falcons fans possess. I hope Green Bay beats the shit out of them next week, but we'll see. To be honest, Atlanta's not a bad team. I mean, the one-two punch of uh, Algier and Bijan is reminding me a little bit of uh, Jay Stu and D'Angelo. I mean, Algier's got the power, and he's not slow either. I mean, he's pretty explosive when he gets to the second level, and Bijan is obviously a phenomenal player. I didn't really know what exactly to expect from Bijan, but I would say that he checked all the boxes um, in everybody's mind and put up a really nice game. So, yes, 0-1, here we are. Uh, That's kind of the recap of the Falcons game. Not sure there's really anything else to say about it. I mean, Bryce, not great. Um, sure, the coaching staff and the receiving core didn't do him any favors. But, you know, that brings me to the question is, what's going to change? You know, I mean, if, if we were looking at the obvious problems, we won. What's going to change in week two? Chark comes back? Great. I mean, I do think that when fully healthy, Chark should be the best receiver on this team. I mean, he's... I mean, dude had a thousand yards on the Jags when he was healthy, so he's obviously a good player. But I just don't know if he turns what looked like a totally inept offense and put in Chark, and then all of a sudden, you know, we're going to be bombing the ball past Marshawn Lattimore and stuff. I mean, I I just don't see it. So obviously, the number one priority for the Panthers this offseason is going to be signing a receiver, trading for a receiver. 
anybody, anything. I'm people have been throwing T. Higgins' name out there. I'd be, I mean, give him twenty million a season, give him whatever he wants, make it work somehow, because it's just not good enough. And if you're going to invest your entire franchise's future to trade up and get a quarterback, then you better make sure he's in at least in a decent position to succeed. And I feel like this front office has not done that. It's not fair to Bryce. It's not fair to the fans. It's not fair to anybody. I mean, since Cam's left, this franchise has been a total fucking disaster. Really, honestly. I mean, let's just be real. We're going from Teddy, Kyle Allen, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, and now this? I mean, at least we finally made a move to get a quarterback, but again, basically attempted to tank near the end of last season, even though we ended up winning more games. I mean, we traded McCaffrey, ended up trading DJ Moore to get the number one pick, obviously. I mean, you think that if we knew that that was our plan to go up and get a quarterback, we would have prepared for this and actually tried to do a better job signing some people for him to throw the fucking ball to. I mean, I see all this stuff that when we have cap space sitting around, we don't want to pay Burns. We got a QB on the rookie deal. And you tell me we couldn't go out there and sign a DeAndre Hopkins, even if he's even if it's for one year, even if he's a, even if he's not what he once was, even if he plays 12 games. I mean, you got to give Bryce Young a shot to be successful. And that's what's so frustrating to me is, in my opinion, Bryce Young is going to be an excellent player. But if it's this year after year for him, with a, it's a mediocre offensive line, pretty good defense and, and nobody to throw the ball to. I just don't see what he can actually accomplish. I mean, Cam Newton did everything he could with Devin Funches, Ted Ginn, Billy Brown, ben, Brendan Burson, and the rest of them. You guys remember all those clowns? And he carried this team. He carried this team year after year. Can Bryce do that? I don't know. I'm not sure if he can. I think Cam is obviously a little more dominant of a player. I mean, we're going to need to give Bryce some help. So... That's where, I'm, that's where my main frustration lies is just what did we think was going to happen? I mean, I don't know how you look at the offensive skill positions and think, yeah, we're really putting Bryce Young, who we just staked our whole franchise on, in a really good spot. You can't be a reasonable human being and think that. And these guys are professionals. Scott Fenner makes more money than anybody listening to this for doing that. To make these decisions, to build a roster, to make sure that your, your number one quarterback can be successful. And it's almost like it's the total opposite. I mean, they borderline sabotaged Bryce Young. I mean, if you if you hated the Panthers and you were making their offseason moves and you're like, hmm, hmm, should we sign DeAndre Hopkins to support Bryce Young and give him someone to toss the ball up to? Let's go with Adam Thielen. He's still on his prime, right? No, he's not. He's not. Hmm, let's go get DJ Shark. He's really durable. He's always he's always available to play. Fantastic player. No, he's not. So I just Oh man. I mean I it's just I know it sounds very negative, but it's just hard for me to, to be positive uh after seeing that that performance last week, especially being at the game. I mean, I drove all the way down from Charlotte to Atlanta with my buddy who's a Falcons fan. Um, to be fair, the group I was with was was calm and respectful. I'm not totally shoving it in my face, which is which was nice because if the Panthers would have won that game, I would have been a total uh, a total nuisance to them uh, for the entire day and the, and the rest of the evening. But you know, here we are, 0 and 1. We've been here before. We're pretty much here year after year. Um, so the question is now, how do we move forward? How do the Panthers respond Monday night at home 
Bryce's home opener. New Orleans coming into town. I mean, just thinking about it quickly on an outside level, it's easy to say, okay, the Saints defense on paper is, and in real life, is just simply better than Atlanta's defense. There's no debate about that. And we put up 10 points against Atlanta, so, you know, what the hell is going to be different against New Orleans? And I think that's, you know, a fair question. But at the same time, I mean, we, we kind of own the Saints. And I know it's different when they got Derek Carr instead of, you know, Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston and the rest of the clowns. But, I mean, God, they played Tennessee last week, who's, in my opinion, is not a, not a very good team, pretty average team. And it was 16 to 15. So I, I'm not I'm not going to totally rule the Panthers out of this game. I mean, Monday night at home, Rice's home opener. You would hope that Thomas Brown and Frank Wright get together, look at what was happening against the Falcons' defense, and make some adjustments because we're not going to be beating dudes one-on-one. Thielen ain't going to cross up Marshawn Lattimore and sprint into the end zone. It's it's doubtful that that happens. So these coaches that everybody limited as an elite coaching staff, one of the most one of the best coaching staffs in the NFL is all we heard all offseason. Well, it's time for them to do their jobs because I don't think coaching could ever be more important for any team in the NFL than this team because we simply don't have the players to match up, especially against the Saints secondary. We don't have the players. It's a fact. Sad fact. So these coaches are going to have to get together and scheme something up to fix this shit and at least get Bryce going a little bit, get him going early, you know, continue to pound the run game. I thought that was, you know, semi-positive uh, for the Falcons game. I thought Sanders and Chuba, respectively, had a pretty solid games. I mean, Sanders, 18 for 72. It's pretty solid. I mean, Chuba, 9 for 60. That's pretty nice. You know, I know Chuba gets a lot of hate out there, but I mean, I think I think uh, he's, a, he's a decent number two. I think it's time that we that we give Chuba a chance and, you know, let him get his carries and not whine and complain. He, he's, he did play well last week, and we'll see what he can do against the Saints. But, you know, it'll be interesting um, with uh, with Christensen out for the season, and apparently they're keeping Zavala over at right guard, even though he's traditionally a left guard, and they're talking about keeping him at right guard for continuity because he played right guard last week, which doesn't really make any sense because Cade Mays, who's going to be filling in for Christensen, is a right guard. So why would you not just put Zavala at his natural position, left guard, and put Cade Mays over at right guard? Again, I mean, these are just the decisions that I think every Panthers fan sees and just scratches their head. Um, but again, we're used to that. So, you know, being a Panthers fan, there's a lot of asking questions and not getting many answers in return. I just hope that this front office realizes that we can't have another cam situation where you've got a phenomenal, phenomenal quarterback and you basically do nothing to surround him with talent on offense and give him a real chance to compete. I mean, there was one, that one year, obviously, we went 15-1. and one, The defense was phenomenal. But, I mean, good Lord. I mean, we would have been unstoppable if we had anybody to throw the ball to on the outside, not named Greg Olson. I mean, so it just seems like, I mean, when's the last time we've had a, a dominant number one wide receiver? I mean, DJ Moore is a, you could say he's a number one, but he's not a dominant number one. He's not a, you know, an Adams, a Jefferson, a Hill, a Cubby, you know, Diggs. He's not in that class. I mean, when's the last time we had a guy like that? Is it is it Steve Smith? I guess it is. I mean, Steve Smith was good a decade ago. What are we talking about here? So that's my main issue with the Panthers. Uh, but going into Monday night, 
I actually do think that this defense is going to come out motivated as shit and go take go take Carr to the ground early and often. Um, I don't think that New Orleans is going to run as many short, quick passes uh, as Atlanta did in the second half to try to kind of counteract the effect that Burns and Brown were having on the game by getting to Ritter when he was just standing back there waiting for somebody to get open. I think New Orleans, you know, they got Olave and Michael Thomas. They want to get the ball down the field a little bit, hit those intermediate routes. And, I mean, it's really all its really all about the defense. The defense is going to have to play the best game of the season for us to win this game. Because, again, like I said, the offense is just not going to be great. So, you know, defense can going to have to go out there, hold them to 17 points or less, and then maybe we have a shot to win. Um, I saw Chark is questionable. We need him to play. But, I mean, all in all – I'm going to have hope, and I'm going to say the Panthers win the game 20-17 to 17 final. Let's see what happens, though. I'm going to be back uh, for a post-game rant, uh, probably Monday night after the game or Tuesday afternoon when I've had a little bit of time to collect my thoughts. But uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Cat Shack, and uh, I'll be back. Thank you.